نحمده ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah We praise Him Seek His assistance and forgiveness And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves And the evil consequences of our deeds Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray And whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him And I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped Except Allah alone and that he has no partners and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his slave servant and his messenger we would like to begin this evening by briefly reviewing the points which we covered in the previous lecture from the sharh or the explanation of Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyyah by Al-Imam Abu Ja'afa Al-Tahawi Al-Imam Al-Tahawi in the previous points that we covered point number 60 says وَالْأَمْنُ وَالْإِيَاسُ يَنْقُلَانِ عَنْ مِلَّةِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَالسَّبِيلُ الْحَقِّ بَيْنَهُمَا لِأَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ Al-Amnu, that is the sense of being secure from Allah's punishment. The one who feels that they are safe and secure, that their life is so correct and straight, that they don't have any fear that Allah might call them to account for any shortcoming on their part. This attitude, Al-Amnu, as well as the opposite of it, Al-Iyas, having despair and giving up hope of Allah's mercy. The one who feels that their life is so corrupt or their deeds, their wrong deeds are so many that there's no hope for them. That they lost hope and they have fell into despair of Allah's mercy. This attitude also is unacceptable Islamically. Both of these attitudes are extremes. The one who feels completely safe and the one who feels that there is no hope for him these extremes are unacceptable and they take someone out of the millah or the community of Islam the proper attitude as Imam Tahawi says وَالسَّبِيلُ الْحَقِّ the way of truth is between these two بَيْنَهُمَا لِأَهْلِ الْقِبْلَةِ for the people of the Qibla that is the Muslims who face the Qibla that is the Kaaba or Mecca and the proper way the proper attitude of a Muslim is that they are in between <coughs> these two uh, attitudes not feeling completely secure nor feeling hopeless or in despair but hoping for Allah's mercy hoping for Allah's mercy and fearing Allah's punishment because all of us as human beings we fall short and we have committed sins and we fear Allah's punishment for the sins that we have committed while at the same time we hope for Allah's mercy and the Prophet sallallahu made us to know that Allah's mercy overcomes or supersedes 
his wrath or his punishment. The proof for this in brief is the mention of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah to Yusuf chapter 12 verse 87 إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسْ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرُونَ That no one gives up hope of the mercy of Allah except the disbelieving people. And also the saying of Allah in chapter 7 verse 99 فَلَا يَأْمَنْ مَقْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمِ الْخَاسِرُونَ And no one feels safe or secure from the judgment or the punishment of Allah except those people الخاسرون, those who are the losers. So these two attitudes, both of them feeling completely secure or giving up hope and being in despair are unacceptable for the believer. The believer should have hope of Allah's uh, mercy and should also fear Allah's punishment. The next point, Imam al-Sahawi says, وَلَا يَخْرُجُ الْعَبْدُ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ إِلَّا بِجُهُودِ مَا أَدْخَلَهُ فِيهِ That a Muslim or the servant of Allah does not go out of Iman, does not go out of Islam, does not completely lose his faith except by denial, outright denial, negation, rejection of that which he entered Islam through it. And we had a lengthy discussion concerning this in which we mentioned some of the sayings of the scholars including a lengthy explanation by Shaykh Abdulaziz ibn Ibaz in which he explained that the correct opinion concerning this matter is that not only does someone go out of Islam by rejecting or denying that which he entered Islam through. Someone enters Islam by recognizing, acknowledging, declaring, confessing uh, the oneness or the unity or the uniqueness of Allah that he alone deserves to be worshipped and that there is no one or nothing like him in the universe. And by declaring the prophethood and the messengership of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If someone denies this, then certainly they go out of Islam because it is by these words that someone enters Islam. But also the scholars of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah made it clear that also a person may go out of Islam by any one of those things which are considered nullifiers. Those things which nullify someone's Islam, they are called the nawaqid of Islam through which a person apostates, goes out of Islam after entering Islam and those things have been mentioned in the books of fiqh under the chapters concerning apostasy how a person yeah, negates or nullifies the Islam and goes out of Islam after entering it and this also we discussed in detail from amongst those nullifiers of Islam if someone makes mockery of Islam or mockery of the law of Allah or someone who rejects anything that the Prophet wasallam brought from the Sharia that is which, that which came in the Quran or which came in the authentic Sunnah uh, and so many other things. The next point uh, which we came to and the time didn't allow for us to discuss was point number 62 that was from last week's lecture uh, and point number 62 Al-Imam Al-Tahawi Rahimahullah says وَالْإِيمَانُ هُوَ الْإِقْرَارُ بِالْلِسَانِ وَالْتَصْدِيقُ بِالْجَنَانِ 
that al-iman, faith or belief, it consists of two things. He says al-iqrar bil-lisan, that is the affirmation or confession by the tongue that someone says, ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. This confession by the tongue is one of the components of al-iman. The other component, according to al-imam al-Tahawi, is at-tasdiq uh, bil-janan. That is, that one testifies or admits the truthfulness and the correctness of the statement la ilaha illallah in the heart. Someone has in their heart this acknowledgement or confession of the truthfulness of la ilaha illallah. <clears throat> this particular point requires a detailed explanation as there is a long-standing difference of opinion between the scholars of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah and the scholars of the Hanafi Madhab, particularly Al Imam Abu Hanifa Rahimahullah and those who followed his opinion in this matter. Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdurrahman al-Khumais concerning this point says that this definition of Iman that it is affirmation on the tongue and confirmation or admit or admission of the truthfulness in the heart on the tongue and the heart that this definition is incorrect and that the correct definition as explained by the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and the majority of the scholars of Islam is that is Iman consists of three components. One of them is Tasdiq bil Janan. Yeah, I mean having the confession of the truthfulness of Tawheed in one's heart. The second one of them is Iqrar bil Lisan, confession by the tongue. These two are mentioned by Imam al Tahawi according to the definition of Al Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah. And the third component of Iman is Amal bil Arkan. That the third aspect of Iman is that a person actually does the deeds, the actions that are the fruits of the belief that one has in their heart. If you say you believe in Allah, then it is expected that you should do some actions in accordance with that belief. And these actions are a part of Iman. This is a fundamental principle of the fundamental principles of Islam according to the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah. The evidences for such that actions and deeds are part of Iman are so many in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah and the sayings of the scholars of the Muslim Ummah. <coughs> Based on this definition, the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah said that Iman increases and decreases. Yani Iman, faith, it doesn't necessarily remain stable at one level, but it might increase and it might decrease according to the condition of the individual. It increases by acts of obedience to Allah and it decreases by acts of disobedience. When one is disobedient to Allah, then there demand decreases. And when they are obedient to Allah, their Iman increases. And there are many evidences of such. Amongst those evidences, the Shaykh mentions the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
In Surah At-Tawbah, chapter 9, verse 124, uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا مَا أَنزَلَتْ سُورَةٌ That when a chapter of Qur'an is revealed, فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ Then there are some of those who said, أَيُّكُمْ زَادَتْهُمْ هَذِهِ إِيمَانًا Yani which one of you, when this chapter was revealed, which one of you had his iman increased? فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فَزَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَهُمْ يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ As for those who believe, their iman is increased and they rejoice at the revelation of the chapters of Qur'an. This is uh, in Surah Al-Tawbah. And also the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Fatih, Chapter 48, verse 4 That Allah, He is the one who sent down as-sakina, tranquility and peace upon the heart of the believers So that their iman, their faith would increase the faith, the iman that they had would be increased by additional iman. Uh, also, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Maryam, chapter 19, verse 76, And those who are guided or who follow the guidance, Allah increased them with more guidance on top of their guidance. Al-Imam Ibn Abul Iz, rahimahullah, in his comprehensive explanation of this book, Al-Aqeedah Tahawiyah, mentions numerous evidences for such. These are just a few of those which he mentioned. The fact that deeds or actions are of those things by which someone's iman might increase and that the iman of some people would be higher or stronger than others. This is a fact about which there is no doubt. If only we would look at the wicked person in comparison to the righteous person, or the moral person in comparison to the immoral person, the obedient believer and the disobedient person. If we will compare them, then we will see that the one who is obedient is different than the one who is disobedient Though both of them have affirmed and declared that Allah is the creator and that he is the one who is divine and deserves to be worshipped and other matters of the matters of faith or belief or creed they have testified to the truthfulness of such on their tongue and they have also believed it in their heart yet for sure there is a difference between the obedient servant of Allah and the disobedient, the immoral one and the moral one. And it is clearly seen, this difference is clearly seen through the actions of these different types of people. So this idea that Iman is only that which the conviction in the heart and testimony on the tongue without uh, consideration of one's actions is really incorrect. It is an incorrect definition and the truth of the matter is that which we have mentioned and it is the opinion of the majority 
of the scholars of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz, Rahimahullah, Rahmatan Wasi'ah, may Allah have mercy on him. He said in his brief comments on this book, Al Aqidah al Tahawiyah, he says here concerning this point that this definition fihi nazar wa kusur. Yani it is not a complete definition and it should be yani examined. It should be examined. And the correct opinion, which is the position of Ahlul Sunnah al Jama'ah, is that Iman is qawlun wa amalun wa i'tiqadun. That Iman includes speech as well as actions as well as conviction, which is in the heart. Yazidu bi and that iman which consists of these three components speech and action and conviction in the heart it increases by acts of obedience to Allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it decreases by acts of disobedience here Sheikh Abdul Aziz rahimahullah mentions that al-imam ibn Abil Iz rahimahullah in his explanation mentioned a large number of the evidence concerning such and whoever desires may refer to the original book and examine those evidences. Then he says something which is very important that excluding actions from the definition of Iman excluding actions from the definition of Iman is actually the opinion or the position of the Murjia those people who considered that actions don't matter. One's bad actions do not affect, nor good actions. Yeah, and actions don't count. As long as someone has faith, they believe, then actions don't cause any harm. This is the opinion of the Murjia, and the difference of opinion here between them and between the people of Sunnah, it is not only a difference of opinion in the way they expressed the definition but it is a real difference of opinion which many rules or regulations or principles are based upon the difference in these two definitions from amongst those uh, principles that are based on the difference of opinion here uh, is an issue which we will not discuss in detail but the scholars discuss in lengthy detail but it is the issue of whether or not someone might profess to be a believer without saying insha'Allah and if someone says I am a believer some of the scholars said you may not say so but you should say I am a believer insha'Allah and others said no you may say you must say if you say I am a believer you must say I am a believer insha'Allah and the scholars of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah actually held the middle position uh, the middle position is that in some cases depending on the intended meaning of such a statement you should definitely say insha'Allah and in other cases there is no need to say so and in brief the difference of opinion here concerns the meaning or the intention of the person when they say I am a believer do they mean that 
they are in perfect submission and in compliance with all that Allah has commanded them with and they have avoided everything that Allah has prohibited if anyone means that they are a believer having perfect iman to that extent then they should say inshallah because the one who claims that he is in complete total submission he is complying with every command and avoiding every prohibition then that person has declared themselves to be of the muttaqeen and they as a result of that really also would declare themselves to be of those who guarantee paradise and as we mentioned previously uh, it is from the aqidah of Ahl Sunnah al Jamaah that we don't declare not ourselves nor for anyone else that they are guaranteed to be in the paradise just as we don't declare that any of the believers are guaranteed to be in the hellfire but that is something that is with Allah it is known only to Allah and it is something that will be clear in the next life so here because of the fact that some people said that Iman does not consist of actions they said you may say you are a believer because Iman is only confession in the heart or testimony on the tongue in that case a person may say I am a believer without any hesitation whereas the majority of the scholars of Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah said that included in Iman is actions and therefore if we include in the definition of Iman actions then no one can claim that their actions, that their behavior, that their life is in total and complete and perfect compliance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every detail of what he has commanded or prohibited. In that case, from that consideration, the person should say, I am a believer, having iman in my heart, inshallah, inshallah meaning to the extent, my obedience to Allah and submission to Allah is to an extent, but not completely or perfectly also concerning this matter Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al-Albani Hafizahullah may Allah protect and preserve him he says that it is the madhab or the opinion or position of the Hanafiya and the Maturudiya that uh, actions are not included as a part or a component of Iman and their opinion is contrary or in conflict with the majority of the scholars of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah including Al-Imam Malik, Al-Imam Shafi'i, Al-Imam Ahmed, Al-Imam Al-Awza'i, Al-Imam Ishaq ibn Rahuway, the Shaykh of Bukhari and so many other scholars of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah who said that Iman also includes actions so that these majority of scholars they held that in addition to the conviction in the heart and testimony on the tongue they added to this that part of Iman is actions by the parts or limbs of the body but he says that the difference of opinion amongst them is not only يعني, in uh, expression or in يعني, the wording of the definition but in fact uh, it is a real difference of opinion uh, and uh, this difference of opinion if in fact the scholars of the Hanafiya Madhab if they in fact were not in conflict with the opinion of the Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah the majority 
then uh, they would have agreed with this point of the definition of Iman that Iman, if it includes actions, if they were in agreement with such then they would also agree that Iman increases and decreases and that it increases with obedience and decreases with disobedience as is founded in the evidences of Quran and Sunnah yet we find that in fact they have uh, conflicted and differed with this position to the extent that some of the scholars of the Hanafi Madhab even went so far as to criticize and try to reject some hadith which has been confirmed and authenticated by the scholars of hadith such as Al-Bukhari and Muslim and others uh, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Al-Iman Bid'un wa Sab'auna Shu'ba that Iman is 70 some odd has 70 some odd branches فَأَفْضَلُهَا قَوْلُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَدْنَاهَا إِمَاثَةُ الْأَذَى عَنِ الطَّرِيقِ وَالْحَيَاء شُعْبَةٌ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ that Iman has more than 70 something branches the best of those branches is the statement the saying لا إله إلا الله and the least of them is to remove something harmful from the road and also الحياه modesty or shyness is a branch of Iman and this hadith is reported by Imam Muslim and Abu Dawood, Nasai, Ibn Majah and others on the authority of Abu Huraira and this hadith is also an indication that Iman consists of different components amongst them is the saying, speech La ilaha illallah and amongst them are actions removing something from the road and amongst them are those things of the heart such as al-haya which is a consciousness or something يعني, that the person doesn't say or do but it is a uh, action of the heart this hadith shows the components of iman are many they are not only conv- conviction in the heart and they are not only speech on the tongue but they also include actions and they some of them rejected this hadith even though there is no doubt about its authenticity due to the fact that this hadith indicates that actions are part of iman and this is contrary to their opinion uh, he goes on to say Sheikh al-Albani goes on to say that some of the people of the madhab of the Hanafiya don't allow they consider it to be uh, it's not permissible no matter if the person was the most corrupt and immoral one that it's not permissible for them to say ana mu'min insha'Allah yani they don't allow anyone to include the statement insha'Allah when they declare that they are a believer because it is their opinion that Iman doesn't include actions therefore there is no need for anyone to say insha'Allah as long as Iman is in your heart it is sufficient for you to, de- to declare that you are a believer in fact some of them went to the extent to, to say that it is permissible to say ana mu'min haqqan that I am a believer in truth in fact without any doubt uh, as yani, mentioned in the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anfal chapter 8 verses 2 through 4 إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ 
وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون الذين يقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون أولئك هم المؤمنون حقا But these are the ones who are the true believers And if you look at the description that Allah uses here For those people who are the true believers In fact without any doubt They are those who when Allah is mentioned Their hearts tremble And when the ayats or the verses of the Quran Or the ayats of Allah are recited Their iman increased And they have total trust and reliance on Allah alone And they establish the prayers And they give in charity And this is the description that Allah says Ulaika humul mu'minun haqqa so here we can see that in fact the mu'min, the believer, yani in truth, is a person who not only has conviction in the heart, but a person who is fulfilling the commandments of Allah and refraining from that which Allah has prohibited, and whose iman is very strong and their taqwa, their consciousness of Allah is very, very strong. Uh, <coughs> Then he mentions that some of them even went to the extent in their fanaticism to their madhab that they said whoever says that they are a believer insha'Allah that that person has disbelieved يعني, that it is kufr to say insha'Allah يعني, about the fact that you are a believer some of them said that the Hanafi person cannot marry, for example, a woman from another madhab, Shafi'i madhab. And some of them allowed the Hanafi man to marry a Shafi'i woman, but not a Hanafi woman to marry a Shafi'i man. And they said so based on the fact, or based on the qiyas or analogy, they compared the women from another madhab to the Ahl Kitab, the people of the book and it's permissible to allow, it's permissible to marry the people of the book therefore you may marry the women from another madhab but the women from their madhab cannot marry someone from another madhab Uh, in any case the important thing here is that the definition of Iman uh, the correct definition of Iman is that it should include in addition to the conviction in the heart and the confession on the tongue it should also include the actions that are in accordance with that which is in the heart and that which is expressed on the tongue the next point Al-Imam Al-Tahawi says وَجَمِعُ مَا صَحَّ عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من الشرع والبيان كله حق that everything all of what has been authentically reported or transmitted from the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم من الشرع يعني from that which is legislated the sharia والبيان and the explanation of that shara the explanation of the Qur'an and the explanation of the Islamic law that explanation which came from the Prophet ﷺ the legislated laws of the Sharia as well as the explanation that came through the authentic Sunnah all of this is truth كله حق 
and that means that all of it has to be accepted <coughs> the point here is that whatever came not only in the Quran but also from the Sunnah the Sunnah is the explanation of the Quran all of it has to be accepted in Sharia in Islamic principles or laws as well as in Islamic belief in creed and faith aqidah. whatever came in the legislation the laws as well as the explanation from the Sunnah it is haq and it has to be accepted Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdurrahman al-Khumayyis he says that everything that was authentically reported from the Prophet sallallahu concerning the Islamic laws and the matters of the deen all of it is truth no matter if it was reported through us through hadith which are mutawatir or hadith which came through us by tariq al-ahad what is the difference between mutawatir and ahad these are two technical terms that the scholars of hadith used to apply to describe the reports of the actions and sayings of the Prophet according to the chains of narrators who reported them the people who passed down those reports of the Prophet Sunnah if it came through one chain of narrators or a small number of chains one or two or three they called this Ahad Ahad it means it only has a few chains of narrators in that case they rejected such hadith they said especially in matters of aqidah that they only accepted hadith which came mutawatir came by many chains of narratives and the people who reported it were a large number in every generation from the generation after sahaba and the generation after the tabi'een on until that hadith was collected there should have been a large number of people on every level so that there would be no doubt about the authenticity of what they transmitted and there is no chance that they could have conspired together since they were a large number of people and they were in different lands and different places and all of them reported the same thing this is called mutawatir and they made a distinction between those hadith which came through many chains mutawatir and those which only came through one or two or a few chains ahad basically the deviation here was in making a distinction between mutawatir and ahad in terms of accepting the information or the truth that came to us from the Prophet whether it came by one chain of narrators or many chains as long as the chain is correct it is authentic then we must accept it and this is what Imam al-Tahawi is referring to here when he says uh, that we must accept jami'u ma sahha an rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam everything that has been authentically reported from the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-shaykh al-albani hafizahullah says referring to this point that we must accept everything which is authentically reported from the Prophet ﷺ without making any distinction between khabar ahad yani those hadith which came through only a few chains of narrators or tawatir those which came through many chains as long as the chain even if it's only one as long as it is sahih it is correct it is authentic then it is truth 
there's no doubt about it and we have to accept it. Making a distinction between these different types of hadith is an innovation and it is a philosophical deviation that entered in Islam later but was not from the time of the Prophet It is in contradiction to the methodology or the way of the early generations of the Muslims and the early Imams of the Muslim Ummah. And this discussion in detail has been mentioned in an essay by Shaykh Al-Albani entitled The Obligation of Accepting uh, Hadith Ahad or those Hadith which came through a small number of narrations in Al-Aqidah and a refutation of the misunderstanding of those who oppose this opinion. Wujub al-Akhth bi hadith al-Ahad fil aqidah wal-Rad ala shubh al-Mukhalifin. Al-Imam Ibn Abu al-Iz, rahimahullah, concerning this same point that we must accept everything that came authentically reported from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says in his commentary that here Al-Imam al-Tahawi intends to refute the groups who deviated from the correct position the Jahmiya, the Mu'attila, the Mu'attazila and the Rafida these are groups who held different beliefs and different opinions uh, than the opinions and the positions of the Sahaba and those who came after them, the Tabi'een and so on those groups held that the hadith of the Prophet are accepted or rejected based on which division they came from, Mutawatir or Ahad. And in fact, Ibn Abil Iz, he says that they use this division as a means to reject the Sunnah. They use it as a means to reject the Sunnah of the Prophet due to the fact that their beliefs and their deviant opinions were not supported by the Sunnah. Their opinions were contradicted by the Sunnah, so they used such a division in order to reject those uh, hadith of the Prophet ﷺ which were not in agreement with their ideas. Then he mentions, and in a long discussion concerning this point, he mentions that the way of the Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah is that we do not go beyond, we do not pass over or reject any authentic text from the Prophet ﷺ. We do not contradict it by our intellect. We don't reject it by the saying of any person, whoever they may be. And this is, uh, an example of this is that which was mentioned by Imam Al-Bukhari rahimahullah. He said, I heard Al-Humaydi, one of his teachers, a great scholar of hadith, he said, I heard Humaydi saying, that we were with a Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, we were with a Shafi'i, and a man came to him and asked him about a particular issue. Then Al Imam Al Shafi'i, Rahimahullah, said that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, ruled in this matter with such and such ruling. That man said to Shafi'i, Ma taqulu anta? What do you say about it? After Shafi'i, rahimahullah, told him, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, has ruled such and such and so and so. Then the man asked him, 
What do you have to say about it? So what's your opinion? I don't know this. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i said, Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Have you seen me in a church? Have you seen me in a synagogue? I say to you, that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has ruled in the matter with such and such ruling and then you ask me what do I say about it? Yani this is an example of the position of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah that when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has spoken then we have nothing to say about it we don't have any opinion we don't have any different idea or yani, rejection or objection to what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said and this is يعني, a principle that's indicated in the Qur'an in many places from amongst them is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ahzab chapter 33 verse 36 that, when a, when a, that it is not fitting it is not proper it is not acceptable for the believing man or the believing woman when Allah and his messenger has ruled in a matter that you have any option or choice from that which يعني, has already been decided in that matter and then finally Imam Ibn Abdul Iz mentions here that Imam Tahawi in this statement here he said that whatever has been reported authentically from the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that it is truth whether it is from al-shara' that which is legislated and also al-bayan the explanation the explanation that came from the Prophet ﷺ he said this is a reference to the fact that what has been reported or transmitted to us from the Prophet ﷺ is of two types the first of them is shara'un ibtada'i and the second of them is bayan lima shara'ahu Allah fi kitabih al-aziz yani the two types of transmissions that came to us from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the initial legislation that is the Quran and the second of that which has been transmitted to us from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the bayan or the explanation of what Allah has legislated in his book Yani the Prophet ﷺ, he is the one who transmitted to us or reported to us the revelation of Qur'an, the legislation that came in Qur'an and also he has given us the explanation of that legislation and he says that all of this is proof and it is wajib to follow it or to accept it. The next point of Al-Imam Al-Tahawi rahimahullah, point number 64 وَالْإِمَانُ wahidun. وَأَهْلُهُ فِي أَصْلِهِ سَوَاءٌ That Al-Iman or faith or belief is one and it is one thing, one and the same there is no difference between it وَأَهْلُهُ فِي أَصْلِهِ سَوَاءٌ and the people of Iman in the root or essence of Iman they are all equal or the same the people of Iman, the believers in the root or essence of Iman he says that they are all the same وَتَفَاضُلُوا بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْخَشْيَةِ وَالثُقَى وَمُخَالَفَةِ الْهَوَى وَمُلَازَمَةِ الْأُولَى But 
the superiority of some over others or the difference or variation in ranks of the believers is due to al-khashya, fear of Allah or at-tuqa, taqwa or piety or righteousness or consciousness of Allah and also mukhalifat al-hawa, the one who opposes or rejects their evil or immoral or low desires and sticking mulazimat al-ula, sticking to that which yani the doing or the performance or the enacting of those things that are loved by Allah and it is from fear of Allah and consciousness of Allah and rejecting one's lower desires and fulfilling or performing that those deeds which are known to be loved by Allah this, these things are the means or the way by which some of the believers are superior in rank to others Al-Imam Tahawi says that the believers, the people of Iman are equal in the root or essence of Iman but some of them are superior in rank to others due to their fear of Allah or their consciousness of Allah or their obedience to Allah and so on this opinion the Shaykh Muhammad Al-Khumayyad says that this statement of Al-Imam Al-Tahawi is based on the principle which was mentioned earlier that is his definition of Iman that is that Iman doesn't include actions based on this he says that the Iman of the believers is all the same the root of it or the essence of it is the same it's just a conviction in the heart all of them have the same conviction and therefore in the root of Iman there is no difference between the people but the difference is based on their actions yani based on their khashya, their fear of Allah or their yani rejection of their low desires or their sticking to doing of good deeds that are loved by Allah the truth of the matter is that there is variation and there is superiority of some of the believers over others even in the root or the essence of Iman and if the Iman, the conviction that is in the heart of the believers is not the same not every believer has the same conviction, equal strength of conviction forget about the statement on the tongue or the actions that a believer does but even the demand that is in one's heart is not equal from one person to another there is variation and there is superiority otherwise if there was no difference in the root or essence of iman then we could say that our iman, our faith, our conviction is equal to the iman of the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we could say that our iman is equal to the iman of the angels and this is clearly not so because the conviction of the Prophet is far superior than any of the people of the earth even superior to the other Prophets and the conviction or the Iman of the angels who are with Allah who are attending to Allah who are, who are in His presence is not like those who have not seen Allah not only that but also yani in addition to the very as a proof that uh, yani of the second statement of Imam Tahawi that there is difference in the people based on their fear of Allah, their consciousness of Allah uh, he mentions that this is certainly also true based on the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Hujurat chapter 49 verse 13 إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ 
ataqaqum that verily the most honored of you with Allah are those who are ataqaqum those who have the most taqwa or the most piety or righteousness or consciousness of Allah the taqwa is one of the uh, measuring sticks also that there is difference in rank or variation in rank based on uh, the person's rejection of their low desires or their immoral desires and their sticking to the performance or being consistent in the performance uh, of those things which are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Shaykh Abdul Aziz ibn Baz rahimahullah says concerning this point that Iman uh, that this definition or this statement of Imam al-Tahawi Iman is one and the same and that the people of Iman the believers are equal in the rural essence of Iman he said that this requires some يعني, review in fact this statement is incorrect because the believers are not equal in their Iman but in fact they have varying ranks to a great degree some of them are far superior to others the Iman or the faith or the conviction of the prophets and messengers is far superior to the Iman of others so also the Khulafa Rashidin the rulers who came after the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Abu Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali may Allah be pleased with them all and the Iman of the rest of Sahabas it's not like the Iman of other people who came after them and so also the Iman of the believers the Mu'mineen is not like the Iman of the Fasikeen the immoral and unrighteous people so that means that the Iman from one person to another is not equal in its strength and based on the strength of one's Iman the rank or status of that person is different from one to another this uh, varying in rank or status based on the variation in the Iman of the people it is according to that which is in the heart of the individual the knowledge that they have of Allah and the knowledge of the names of Allah and the characteristics of Allah and the knowledge of that which Allah has legislated for his servants and the implementation the lifestyle of the person based on that knowledge and this is the correct opinion of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah as opposed to those who said that actions don't count Shaykh al-Bani also made a similar statement to what has already been mentioned uh, and it is necessary here just quickly to mention the commentary of Ibn Abdul Iz rahimahullah since he was one of the well known great scholars of the Hanafi Madhab uh, and his explanation of the book of Imam al-Tahawi is recognized by Muslims from every Madhab all over the world he says that the statement of Imam al-Tahawi that the people of Iman, the believers, are all equal in the root or essence of Iman 
and that the difference between them or the superiority of some of them, he says, وَتَفَاضُلْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِيقَةِ yani, Here he, he used a different expression than the expression that's found in most of the copies of the book of Imam Tahawi. He said that the superiority of some of them over others is a reality. It is a reality that there is a superiority in the root or essence of Iman of some over others. Uh, in some of the copies of the book of Imam Tahawi, Ibn Abu Al-Iz said, some of them said, At-tafadul baynahum bil-khashya wa And in some of the reports or some of the copies they said, At-tafadul baynahum bil This means that the first expression indicates that all of the believers, what they have in common is that they testify to the truth of the Tawheed of Allah. That all of them share in the fact that they testify to such. But that that testification or that conviction that is in the heart in some of them it is stronger than others. In some of them it is stronger than others. This is the meaning of the expression as Ibn Abd al-Iz mentions it in the first manner. At-tafadul baynahum bil It indicates that in fact the iman of the people, the root or essence of iman from one person to another is of varying ranks. This is a reality. The second expression as it came in most of the books seems to suggest that all people are equal in the root or essence of Iman. These two meanings are completely different. The correct meaning, Ibn Abdul Iz says that the correct meaning and the one that is closer to the truth and stronger is the first one. That the variation or superiority in rank in the root of Iman from one believer to another is a reality, it is a fact that the root of Iman from one person to another is different, that they are in varying ranks. And this is actually the opinion of the majority of the scholars of Ahl Sunnah al-Jama'ah as we mentioned earlier, Al-Imam Malik and Al-Imam Shafi and Al-Imam Ahmed and others as opposed to the opinion of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah. Al-Imam Ibn Abul Iz who is a Hanafi scholar agrees with the position and the opinion of the majority of the scholars though it is in contradiction to the opinion of his madhab which also is a reminder to us that the scholars of the early generations of the Muslims even if they followed a particular madhab they used to try to stick to that which was closer to the truth even if it was in contradiction or differing from their own madhab they used to follow the strongest evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah even though it may have contradicted or conflicted with their madhab and this is the correct way of the believers. Finally, Imam Tahawi, rahimahullah, says in point number 65, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلُّهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءَ الرَّحْمَانِ That the believers, all of them, are the awliya al-Rahman. All of them are the friends of Allah, the awliya of Allah. وَأَكْرَمُهُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْوَعُهُمْ وَأَتْبَعُهُمْ لِلْقُرْآنِ And that the most honored of them are those who are most obedient, most obedient to Allah and His Messenger and those who are most strict in following the Qur'an. Yani atwa'uhum 
means those who are most obedient. They are the most honored, and those who are atba'uhum lil Quran, those who stick and strictly follow and observe that which came in the Quran and as well as the Sunnah. Here, this is a very important point of Imam al-Tahawi, uh, as mentioned in the commentary of some of the scholars, that the believers, they are the awliya al-Rahman. They are the friends of Allah, the friends of al-Rahman. And this is, as mentioned in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Yunus, chapter 10, verse 62 and 63. Ala inna awliya Allah. Isn't it so that the awliya of Allah La خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ There is no fear upon them, nor do they grieve. And then here Allah defines who are the awliya of Allah. He says, they are الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَكَانُوا يَتَّقُونَ They are those who believe. And they have taqwa, piety and righteousness. These are the two descriptions or the characteristics of those who qualify to be the awliya of Allah. They are not, as we have been made to believe, saints who committed, who performed miracles or did strange acts but in fact the awliya of Allah are those who have iman those who believe alladheena amanu and those who have taqwa wa kanu yattaqoon those who have iman and those who have taqwa those who have faith in Allah and those who have consciousness and fear of Allah uh, based on this he said that the variation in the rank or the superiority of some over others in reference to their relationship to Allah, their wilaya or friendship with Allah or nearness to Allah, it is based on these two things, al-iman and al-taqwa, faith and piety. And the most honored of them with Allah are those who obey Him the most, who obey Allah the most and who obey the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the first يعني, criterion for honor in, in front of Allah, it is obedience to Allah and the second criterion is following the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not those who are more strict in following a particular madhab but the most honest are those who follow the book of Allah and the sunnah of the messenger of Allah and who obey Allah the most Shaykh al-Bani says that the description of the awliya of Allah is found in this ayah which we mentioned Surah Yunus chapter 62 and 63 uh, and it is not as they have claimed that it is due to the performance of miracles or strange things that go beyond يعني, the laws of nature. Uh, then he says that in this statement of Imam Tahawi is a يعني, very fine point where he has refuted the fanaticism of the people who follow the madhabs fanatically those who prefer to follow the madhab over following the Qur'an and the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because he says that there is no uh, proof that following the madhab is the criterion for being honored by Allah but in fact the criterion is in following the book of Allah since the madhab have many many differences amongst them and the Qur'an there is no difference in it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An-Nisa <coughs> chapter 4 verse 82 أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Do they not 
consider or reflect on the Quran وَلَوْ كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ If it had been from other than Allah لَوَجَدُوا فِيهِ اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا If it had been from other than Allah you would have found so much difference or conflicts in it as we find in the madahib but as for the book of Allah there is no conflict in it and this is a proof of the superiority of following the book of Allah over following the يعني, over following fanatically the opinions of the madahib in contradiction to the clear proofs that came in the Quran or in the authentic sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that a Muslim the more that person follows the Quran the more honored they are and the more they blindly follow the opinions of the madhab in contradiction to the Quran the further they are away from the honor of Allah and this has also been indicated in the saying of Imam Al-Tahawi that we mentioned in the introduction here as Shaykh Al-Albani refers to the comment of Imam Al-Tahawi in the story of Abu Ubaidah Al-Harbawiyah he said once when he was uh, studying with um, Al-Imam Al-Tahawi they were discussing some issues and, it, and he asked a question Al-Imam Al-Tahawi gave an answer he said to Imam Al-Tahawi ما هذا قول أبو حنيفة this is not the opinion or the position of Abu Hanifa Al-Imam Al-Tahawi said to him أيها القاضي أو قاضي أو كل ما قاله أبو حنيفة أقول به did you expect that everything that Abu Hanifa says that I have to say the same? Yani, do I have to agree with every opinion and every statement of Abu Hanifa? Then the Shaykh said to him, مَا ذَنَنْتُكَ إِلَّا مُقَلَّدًا I didn't think except that you are a muqallid, yani, that you are one who just blindly follows the madhab that you are a part of. Then Imam Al-Tahawi said to him, وَهَلْ يُقَلَّدْ إِلَّا عَصَبِي does anyone blindly follow except a fanatic? And then uh, Abu Ubaid said to him, When Imam Tahawi said to him, Does anyone just blindly follow except a fanatic? Then the Shaykh said back to him, Not only a fanatic, but also a stupid or ignorant person. Here Imam Tahawi was making it clear that the blind following is unacceptable except for blindly following the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Okay, this is the uh, last point that we will cover today and also with the handout please make a note of the questions at the end uh, which we inshallah should have covered in the, the course of this discussion the first of them uh, contained in point number 63 what is the difference between hadith mutawatir and hadith ahad we discussed this and we said that mutawatir comes from many chains in every level of the chain of narrators uh, from many different people such that there is no uh, yeah, any doubt about the fact that it is authentic and hadith ahad uh, are those hadith which came from one or two or a few number chains of narrators are both of these categories of hadith accepted as a source of sharia and or aqidah? Yani hadith mutawatir and hadith ahad, the correct opinion is that both of them, mutawatir or ahad, as long as the isnad or chain of narratives is sahih, it is a source for sharia, for Islamic law, and it is also a, shor- a source for aqidah, for Islamic creed or belief. And in point number 64, are all people equal concerning the root or essence of faith? Yani asl iman? or on different levels 
That is, is there no difference between the Iman of different individuals? And we made it very clear from the statement of the scholars that the correct position of Ahl-Sunnah al-Jama'ah is that all people are not equal in the root or essence of faith or Iman, that they are differing according to the strength of their Iman. And what is the Aqeedah of the Murji'ah concerning equality of people in Iman? The opinion or the Aqeedah of the Murji'ah who said that actions are not part of Iman, their opinion or their Aqeedah or their position is that all people are equal in Iman. As long as a person has conviction in their heart, then they are all equal in their Iman. And finally from point number 65, uh, who are the awliya of Allah, the friends of Allah? And from the ayah of Qur'an we know that there are the people who have two qualities, al-Iman, faith, and al-Taqwa, piety or righteousness. Uh, and these um, mention the two primary characteristics which are the basis of the relationship of wilaya or friendship between Allah and His servants. The two primary characteristics are these two uh, characteristics, Iman and Taqwa, and the awliya of Allah are the believers, the mu'minun. So these questions inshallah should be clear from... Uh, the points that we covered today. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. If there are any comments or corrections or questions, I don't know if the adhan has been called. I think it's time for the adhan. Did anyone hear the adhan? Okay, are there any comments or any questions or corrections? Inshallah, in the next few minutes we can take a few questions. Uh, if not from the brothers, then we'll start with the sisters. Naam. <laughs> if someone is asked, are you a Muslim? And they say, Alhamdulillah. Yani, this is uh, in Arabic, <laughs> perhaps it, <laughs> we can say that it is an answer. There is part of the answer that is understood. It's mahdhuf, mafhum. Yani, we say that they mean to say, yes, I am a Muslim. And then they praise Allah for the fact that they are Muslim. Naam, I'm a Muslim, Alhamdulillah. The first part they left out. But yani, to make it clear, we should answer the question, but it is understood in Arabic if someone, mentioned, if someone said something like this, it could be understood that they mean to say, yes I am a Muslim, and the second part which they actually express to you is praise of Allah for the fact that they are Muslim. When someone says Alhamdulillah to that question, they mean to say, yes I am a Muslim, Alhamdulillah, and I praise Allah for the fact that I am a Muslim. <laughs> But if you say, Naam, I am a Muslim, insha'Allah, or I am a Mu'min, insha'Allah, it is permissible and correct to say so, if you mean by that, insha'Allah, yani insha'Allah, that my Iman and my Islam is, yani, I hope that it is acceptable and yani, to the level that is pleasing to Allah. You know, insha'Allah this. But not, you don't mean that I am in doubt, I am not sure, am I really a believer or not. The Muslim should never have doubt about whether or not they are a believer. Do you really believe in Allah? If you have this conviction in your heart, then you are a believer. But what, to what extent or what level is your Iman, that's another question altogether. Perhaps the person may say, Inshallah, in reference to this. Or they may mean, Inshallah, yani, Inshallah, in relation to the end of the matter. Yani, will they die on Iman or not? This is what really counts. Yani maybe now you have Iman in your heart and you are a Muslim practicing, but are you going to die as a Muslim? Some people, they were Muslims, but before they died, they apostated and they left Islam and they died on kufr. So perhaps if somebody says, I am a believer, inshallah, they may mean that I am a believer for sure, 
And inshallah, I hope that I will die on Islam, die on Iman. They may mean like this. Huh? It's more to say, inshallah, as long as that's what you mean. As long as you don't mean, inshallah, I hope I am a believer. <laughs> I hope I have Iman. No, and position of is permissible to say so. And, and it is proper to say so, as long as you mean by that, that يعني, you don't have any doubt that you are really a Muslim, that you are really a Mu'min. You have faith in your heart, for sure you believe in Allah. But you don't know what is the end, you don't know how you're going to die. That's what you mean by inshallah. Or you don't feel confident that your Iman is so perfect that you are boasting and bragging, I am a believer, I am you know, something great. But you're saying inshallah, in terms of the level of your iman and the level of your practice or obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Any other comments from the brothers? Uh, from one person to another and from one time to another time. This is the, this is the, the belief of Ahlul wal Jama'ah that iman increases and decreases. It increases with obedience to Allah. The more you are obedient to Allah, you can feel your iman increasing. You can feel closer to Allah. You feel more conscious of Allah when you do acts of obedience to Allah. Just think about when you are fasting. You are refraining from eating and drinking, even though, يعني, you are refraining from that which is normally lawful, but you are doing it to get nearer to Allah. When you are giving charity, helping a poor person or a needy person, when you are doing good deeds, you actually feel better and you feel closer to Allah. And when you are committing sins, you also feel different. You feel يعني, some darkness coming over you. And you feel يعني, a feeling that's not good. You know that you are pushing yourself further from Allah by disobedience to Him. So obedience definitely brings you near to Allah. And it makes you feel closer to Allah. And it makes you feel better. It increases your iman. And disobedience dis- di- uh, يعني, causes your iman to decrease. The sisters ask, what will happen to a person who is living in a form of government not basing its laws on Sharia, Quran and Sunnah, and there is no choice except to follow what, what will happen to his or her faith even if they decided to migrate but unable because they couldn't afford it. Whoever is living in the, in the land that of the non-Muslims or even in the Muslim lands where the Sharia may not be implemented fully or even in part, then that person, if they are able to, they should try to go to a place that's better. They should go to a place where the Sharia is being implemented. At least partially or fully, if there is such a place. And if they should go from the place they are in to a better place. If they are able to, that's better for your Islam and better for your Iman and more pleasing to Allah. Because hijrah, migration, is legislated in the Quran and Sunnah that the Muslim should migrate from the place where their Islam is affected in a negative way to a place that's better for their Islam and their Iman. If they wanted to migrate, to go to a better place, but they couldn't do so. They didn't have the money, they didn't have the ability, their health was poor or whatever, then Allah knows what their condition is and Allah is forgiving merciful. But whoever is able to go to a better land, then they should do so, even if the place that they go to is not implementing the Sharia completely. As it happened in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, the Muslims made the first migration and the second migration before Medina, the migration was to Ethiopia, to, ha- to Habasha. And that wasn't an Islamic state. But at least the rule of that state was a just man, as the Prophet ﷺ described him. He is a just man. So go to him. 
and he will protect you and he will deal with you justly and it was proven so when they went to him that he was really a just man and eventually alhamdulillah after coming to know about Islam he embraced Islam and became a Muslim and died on Islam so this means that a person should go to a better place even if it's not a place where the Sharia is being implemented completely or only partially as the people in the time of the Prophet migrated to Ethiopia also what if the leader of the government is Muslim but committing sin is he considered a disbeliever of course not a Muslim is not considered a disbeliever by committing sins all of us are sinners as the Prophet said all of us are sinners all of us are committing sins uh, but it is not through the commission of sin whether major or minor that a person goes out of Islam but as we said previously on many occasions that what takes a person out of Islam is the nullifies those things which negate and nullify, nullify the Islam completely and the commission of sins whether major or minor do not do so but the continuous commission of sins without consideration or concern or remorse in doing so could actually lead a person to the decrease of their Iman to the extent that they may actually fall out of Islam yani their Iman may decrease and decrease and decrease until they actually do those things which nullify their Islam yani in the beginning when one's Iman is strong you will not do certain things but if you keep committing sins even if they are small sins and your Iman decrease as a result of that you become weaker and then you may commit major sins and if you keep committing major sins then you may eventually commit those things yani the nullifiers or the nawaqid of Islam that actually take you out of Islam but in general we don't say that any leader or follower the head of the government or the people in the country they are not disbelievers through the commission of sins by commission of sins we say that a person who commits sins is a sinner and no more than that and Allah knows best any final comment before we go any, any question or comment طيب سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك يقول إن كفرتم يوما يجعل الولدان شيبا السماء منفطر به كان وعده مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء اتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا إن ربك يعلم أنك تقوم أدنى من ثلثي الليل ونصفه وثلثه وطائفة من الذين معك والله يقدر الليل والنهار علم أن لن تحصوه فتاب عليكم فقرأوا ما تيسر من القرآن علم أن سيكون منكم مرضى وآخرون يضربون في الأرض يبتغون من فضل الله وآخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله وآخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله فقرأوا ما تيسر منه وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة وأقرضوا الله قرضا حسنا وما تقدموا لأنفسكم 
بما قدم وأخر بل الإنسان على نفسه بصيرة ولو ألقى معاذيرة لا تحرك به لسانك لتعجل به إن علينا جمعه وقرآنه فإذا قرأناه فاتبع قرآنه ثم إن علينا بيانه كلا بل تحبون العاجلة وتدرون الآخرة وجوه يومئذ ناظرة إلى ربها ناظرة ووجوه يومئذ باسرة تظن أن يفعل بها فاقرة كلا إذا بلغت التراقي وقيل من راق وظن أنه الفراق